Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, the crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet, all hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Well, hey, hello there. How are you? How you doing? Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, the crossroads where lifestyle and culture meet. Now, wherever you're listening from, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> We're hanging out together in Harlem, America, and today in the What's Hot Spotlight is Mr. Keith David. Yes, and let me tell you a little bit about Keith. Keith David is a classically trained actor, winning three Emmys out of six nominations, as well as being nominated for a Tony Award. He starred in the recently concluded TV series Greenlee for Oprah Winfrey's own network. Upcoming films include Horizon Line with Allison Williams, uh, that's from the movie Get Out, and also Black as Night for Amazon. So ladies and gentlemen, Keith David is what's hot. Hello there, Keith. How are you? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. Thank you very much. I... Uh, I'm taking us to uh, Facebook, if you don't mind, saying hello to all of your your uh, friends and uh, folks who are Hey, everybody on Facebook, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, hey, uh, welcome home. You are a uh, Harlemite or a Harlem American. Uh, you were born here, right? Yes, I was born in the old Harlem Hospital. The old Harlem uh, Hospital, uh, huh? Yeah, quite a, quite a while ago. And, um, you know, my, my mother's from, from Harlem. My father, my father um, though born in South Carolina, mm -hmm. was also raised in Harlem. So, mm -hmm. Well, let's and, take, I'm sorry, say what? And my grandmother. And, and your grandmother, huh? Uh, you know, let's take the Wayback Machine and let's start there. Let's start your early childhood. Uh, what made you decide to take up acting while in high school or even before high school, right? Uh, um, I went to, I, you know, I was in that, in the very early grouping of uh, the Harlem School of the Arts, mm -hmm. which was across the street from my other grandmother, my father's mother. Mm -hmm. um, on um, St. Nicholas Avenue and was at the, you know, the Presbyterian Church, St. James, mm -hmm. across the street. Now, now, it's a, now it's like half the block or almost the whole block. <laughs> but, uh, back in those days, it was just, it was just the building. Um, and I started that when I was about 12. I started there, yeah, I started there when I was 12, studying formally. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I just wanted to be an actor my whole life. That's that's all I know. And so, and um, I was fortunate that, um, you know, they took me seriously enough to, uh, you know, enroll me in the in this in that school. And then from you know from uh, from the Harlem School of the Arts, the following year, I got into performing arts, mm -hmm. high school. So I went to PA. Uh, from PA, I. I went. Um, I went to Purchase in New York. I got kicked out of Purchase in New York. <laughs> and then I, uh, and then I, I spent a year with the Negro Ensemble Company. Oh, okay. And then, uh, 
in 75, I went to Juilliard. Well, okay, so now you went to Juilliard. I've got quite a few uh, friends uh, that uh, went to Juilliard, and uh, my son's mother, was. Uh, she went to Juilliard as well. She ended up being a, an Alvin Ailey dancer, Sherelle Mesh. Yeah, but before you went to Juilliard, you were in The Wizard of Oz. That was my first play. I was nine years old in the fifth grade. <clears throat> And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, at the time, you know, the, the Cowardly Lion was my favorite character, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the piece. Mm -hmm. and, and then I got to play it. You know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know it was a play <laughs> uh, at the time. But uh, until, you know, I mean, there, you know, uh, um, Mrs. I remember her name was... Uh, Mrs. Uh, Zimmerman, Mrs. Zimmerman, and Mrs. Garadna. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know whether I don't know whether you remember. There was a cartoon back in those days called Tubby the Tuba. Uh, vaguely. Yeah, you know. Boom, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mrs. Garadna's husband wrote that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, and and in fact, it was it was they who recommended that I uh, uh, audition for performing arts, and I I went to the, I was I was in a IS sixty one. Well, now after um, you graduated from 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 Juilliard, uh, you got discovered by Joseph Papp. Uh, and you got a chance to play a Shakespearean character called Tullus Ophidius. Is that it? Tullus, Tullus, Tullus Ophidius. Tullus Ophidius. Uh, now, you got thrown into Shakespeare. What was that like? Well, I, I, mean, I spent four years at Juilliard, you know, studying Shakespeare the whole time. Ah, that that's what we did. We did uh, Shakespeare, Moliere, mm -hmm. all, the, all the classic uh, elevated text. So I was um, I was prepared. I mean, I had I hadn't at the time I hadn't heard of uh, uh, I hadn't heard of Coriolanus, but it was it was just a it was a phenomenal experience. Actually, my my. Um, that summer, you know, the shape in, in the park, they'd always do two plays. So um, I, I had seen Coriolanus downtown. Mm -hmm. They were moving it up to the park with Morgan Freeman, um, 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 uh, Denzel Washington was in that company, mm -hmm. um, Earl Hyman was in that company. Um, it was CCH um, Pounder. Mm, she was there. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it, it was it was a phenomenal group of actors. Phenomenal. But I was actually hired uh, for the play. I, I was at you know my my first job actually hired at the public was to understudy Raúl Julia in Othello. Yeah, he was a great uh, actor too. The job I was hired for, and then sort of as a bonus, I got to be in the chorus of. Um, uh, of, of Coriolanus, but you know, once I once I got 
that job, then the, the next thing I was uh, chosen to understudy, Robert Christian as Telosophidius. And then the, uh, the wonderful sort of full circle of that was 10 years later, mm-hmm. I actually got to play Orphidius <laughs> uh, with Christopher Walken. Wow. Playing, um, <coughs> with Irene Worth. And for that, I got a Sinclair Bayfield Award, which is for um, uh, a Best Supporting Actor in a Shakespeare role. Wow. So now, is, is, the, um, is Shakespeare, you know, because you've got that, 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 that voice, that, that uh, commanding voice, uh, it lends itself to Shakespeare. Uh, well, thank you. I mean, I appreciate that, and 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 and, I, and I, uh, you know, you you use what you got, but you know, I mean, there's, um, I I happen to also love the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, it certainly it all, all all that certainly helps, but you know, I mean, you know, when you uh, there are a lot of uh, wonderful actors who, once you embrace Shakespeare. Um, you, you know, it, it's it's um, you you get to use all of the juice that you have at your disposal, and so you know, uh, even if even if you didn't necessarily think you had um, a, a voice, whatever that means, uh, doing Shakespeare will will give you some of that. <laughs> using those words. But, you know, uh, I've also learned that, you know, they used to call Langston Hughes the bard of Harlem. You know, he, he used to be our, our, you know, our Shakespeare. And now it's August Wilson. You know, yeah, yeah. Get to, if you get to do some of August's work, all the, all the stuff that you learn how to do in Shakespeare, you can apply to August Wilson. Um, because it, it's all about you know, language. Rhythm, you know. Well, you've you've done August Wilson. Uh-huh. Uh, which play was it? On Broadway, we did Seven Guitars. Uh, here in Los Angeles, at the Taper, I've done uh, Joe Turner. Mm-hmm. So did Ma Rainey. Ah, okay. Well, speaking of Seven Guitars, uh, Mr. S- uh, Stephen Pitalo. Do you know who he is? Stephen Patello? Yeah, Stephen Patello. He was the publicist. Uh, and this morning I woke up and uh, he sent me, uh, very nice of him, to send me a photo of uh, the opening night party for Seven Guitars on Broadway. <laughs> and uh, in that photo, uh, we have, uh, let's see, who else is in that photo with you? Uh, it's... Denzel and oh wait a minute I just lost it oh here it is okay so in this photo with you uh, is Savion Glover, Ruben Santiago Hudson, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, the oh, late yeah. Tom, the late Tommy Hollis, George yeah, C. Wolf, George C. Wolf, yes, yeah, and the late Gregory Hines and Lynn Whitfield. Yes. Now, that's a, a a great cast of characters there, you know, uh, uh, and you just finished playing uh, a role in uh, 
Greenleaf with Lynn Whitfield. Lynn Whitfield, yeah. Yes. Uh, t- tell us about uh, that cast and about the role that you played, the bishop. And, uh, I mean, that that series, it went on for about five years, I believe. And uh, you played a, a powerful character, but your family being in the church was whew, off the chain. Well, tell us about know, that. If anyone, any, I mean, it, it was the, it was one of the great times of my life. Um, again, I got to, you know, live a dream. You know, one of my, you know, I used to, I used to, besides being an actor, you know, always wanting to be an actor, I used to dream about being a preacher. Uh, and I've played several, several preachers before, but this time I really got to explore what it's like, what, what is the, what is the family life of the preacher? Because it was, it's one thing to be in, you know, I mean, to have uh, the pulpit experience and to be in church. But, you know, Greenleaf was an exploration of what life was like out of the pulpit. Uh, so, I mean, I just, I mean, I got to live out a fantasy. That was fantastic. There was, there was, you know, that was, it was, it was uh, one of those wonderful gifts, you know, from God, you know, I mean, uh, and Craig Wright and Oprah Winfrey. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I thank God for these people because it was a it was a great great experience. And as you mentioned, we had a phenomenal cast. You know, you know, many many times when you're you know you're talking to an actor and they talk about the project they're working on, it you know it's a wonderful cast, and it's um it, it's a great experience when you get to work with a cast of people whom you love and get along with. You do form a family. And and this one, I mean, uh, you know, f- uh, uh, I feel greatly fortunate. I don't have to lie about anybody. <laughs> no one I didn't get along with, you know. Um, and uh, so that was that was great. You know, you don't you don't find that every day. I mean, you listen in your own. I mean, as you as you as you saw demonstrated in Greenleaf, within the context of your own family, you don't you don't like everybody. <laughs> you sometimes you sometimes you you want to love everybody, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you always do. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, they're people, and they're you know they're people who you don't like in this world. You know, and if there were anybody else. You know, no one would question that. It's only because you know your family. They, but they, but they're your brother. They're you know, <laughs> your, they're your sister. You should like them. No, then they're, they're not nice people. They're crappy people. <laughs> and if they really belong to any other family, you wouldn't even question me why I don't like them. <laughs> well, you're right. You know, I, I always say um, something like. Uh, we've got less than a minute, but I always say that uh, if it's not just you know if it's not your sister, it's your brother that that's acting up. You know, uh, we uh, are going to take a, a short break here, and uh, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about uh, some of the the film roles and your singing, and of course, we're going to talk about voiceovers as well. Thank you so much for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Harlem. Harlem, America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my tech. Where Chase is advancing Black Pathways. 
Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Oh, thank you. That's the wonderful Kevin Brunei and... Uh want to say uh, you can subscribe to What's Hot Harlem America on your favorite podcast network or social media platform. We'll love, we, we would love to have you. Uh, now, we're sitting here with the wonderful, illustrious actor, Mr. Keith David. And Keith, we were talking earlier about uh, your uh, being the bishop in Greenleaf. Was there anything challenging about that particular role? Um, every, I mean, uh, every role has its inherent challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the biggest, the biggest challenge is to keep it real, you know, and not, you know, not get preachy, not get, not get stuffy, not get, um, you know, um, not get any number of things, you know, but the, the main thing is like to keep it real. You know what I mean? You, you know, you don't want to start pontificating <laughs> and, uh, you know, getting like that. It's, it's like, it's like, um, it's like when you're, you know, when you're acting Shakespeare and you want to put on your Shakespeare voice as if, the, you know, as if that means something more, but it, it, it you know, keep it real. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, we had a wonderful, wonderful director in uh, Clement Virgo. Mm-hmm. Who um, he was our executive director, and um, and he directed at least four episodes a season. And he was always, you know, he'd come up to me all the time. Too much acting, man. Too much acting. Stop the acting. <laughs> just, just be real. Just you know, you know, just talk. And uh, that was a, that was a wonderful, you know, challenge, just to keep it real. You know, to, you know, to just to you know, um, I mean. I love, you know, guys like, uh, you know, James Cagney or, or Jackie Gleason used to say, just, uh, or Spencer Tracy would say, hit your mark, look the other guy in the eye and tell the truth. You know, that's, that's your task. And to find, you know, and, and what, was, what was really wonderful was like working with somebody like Lynn, mm-hmm. who was a very, very wonderfully smart, intuitive actor. Um, 
and to find she was always looking for the truth. I mean, and and everybody, Merle Dandridge, you know. I mean, we you know just want to be true to the character and to the situation, you know, that we find ourselves in. And and if and if anyone who has a relationship with church and most black people in America have some relationship with church, even if right. it's no relationship with the church. Or somebody in your family's got a real somebody deep relationship with church. Yeah. Relationship with church. Well, then, then you know that, you know, within the context of the preacher's family, mm-hmm. that first family is a, you know, can, 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 can be a soap opera. You know what I mean? Because there's every, everything that happens to human beings happen to them. You know, we'd like to think that it doesn't, or it mm-hmm. won't, or it wouldn't, but it really does. And that's what I think we try to uh, bring to the table, that life happens in the preacher's family. You know, he's just a man. He puts his pants leg on one leg at a time. You know, the girls marry the wrong people. You know the the guys cheat. You know, I mean, there there are there are things that happen. You know, the 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 the, the bishop gets tempted. You know, you know, uh, even even the wives uh, have infidelities. You know, things happen. Life happens. The wonderful thing about you know uh, uh, that you really uh, come to understand is that the great loving God who you know looks after us all is so wonderfully forgiving that it's you who need to forgive yourself and, and accept that relationship more than uh, castigating, uh, castigating God about trying to forgive you. Because God will forgive you, but can you forgive me? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, uh, the, the lovely Lynn Whitfield uh, back in March, uh, I was down in Washington, D.C., and she was, uh, I was the announcer for the United Negro College Fund, and she was the, uh, the host uh, for the event. And I walked up to her and I said, hey, you know, uh, you, you should have a radio show. And she says, really? So I'm, I'm going to try and get her, at least get her on as a guest, and then we'll talk about uh, giving her a, uh, an opportunity to do some radio. So now you've also been on the big screen, of course, you know, I mean, there's only one other brother that I can think of that has probably had as many performances. Uh, and, I, and I'm saying, when I'm saying performances, I'm talking about you do uh, TV, stage, film, uh, video games, voiceovers. I mean, you know, you are. The, so the only other person I could think that that has had as many perf- or almost as many performances, or maybe you're right up there, is uh, Sam Jackson. But Sam does mostly films. But you are constantly working also. How do you keep it all together? Sometimes with great difficulty. (laughs) 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 But, you know, we do what we have to do. You know, I mean, you know, God is good all the time, really. I mean, um, uh you know, and back in the early days, you know, the, you know, we just you just didn't say no to anything. Right, right, right. Now, I mean, at this stage of my life, at least I get to, you know, I get to be selective, and and I and I get some wonderful selections. 
you know, I mean, I get some wonderful choices. You know, uh, are there, looking back, are there things I wish I hadn't done? A couple. Not a lot. <laughs> I wish I hadn't done. I, I, anything you can name for us? Uh, I could, but I'm not. Oh. I mean, <laughs> like, okay. don't think of white elephants in the room. If I mention it, that's going to be the first thing you go to. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, well, you know, so uh, for those uh, folks who may not know, uh, you are, you've been the voice on, on so many voiceovers and I don't know how they could not recognize your voice. And having been in the business for so long myself, uh, I, I've done over a thousand national radio and TV commercials. Uh, and, uh, but to see your resume, I mean, I'm looking through yours and I'm saying, wow, gee, wow. And, and there's one particular thing that stands out that you did for UPS and what can Brown do for you? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And and every time I would hear that, I, you know, I I would say, you know, I should have been doing that spot because when I got out of the Marine Corps and came to New York City, I I, uh, got a scholarship to Fordham University at Lincoln Center and UPS paid for the scholarship. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. You oh, wow. so, so every time I'd hear you do that, that spot, I'd say to myself, after you say, well, what did Brown do for you? I'd say, they, they brought me to New York and paid <laughs> my, my scholarship. You know? Where are you from originally? I'm from Chicago originally. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I came here and uh, got into uh, entertainment and, uh, you know, never looked back. It's been a, a, a wonderful Wonderful time. But let's get back to you, my brother. Okay, now, you even had the opportunity of working in a film with uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. The brother, he, uh, deep brother, wonderful actor, gone much too soon. Can you give us an interesting story of what it was like working with him? Um, one of the interesting things was and we um, we touched on it just very ever so briefly. Twenty years ago, mm-hmm. I was the first guy to voice T'Challa. Uh, really? We, we did a um, we did it was for I think it was for Justice League or for one for Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. We did a um, you know we we did a, a thing where I played the Black Panther. And uh, wow! At the time, we had talked about, you know, wow, let's 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 make this a, let's make this a cartoon. Let's bring the Black Panther, you know, to the screen. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a, it was it, it it was not the time. They were not having it. Mm-hmm. They were not. They were you know. I mean, like I said, it was twenty years ago. I mean, it, you know, or maybe a little bit more, and they were not ready to have. A brother be the hero, right? <laughs> um, you know, in, in that in, in that sense, and be recognized as you know a black man, be a black man, and you know, I mean, Spawn came later. Spawn came much later, and you know, thank God for mm-hmm. Todd Spawn, and mm-hmm. you know, that came into being. Um, but how? But you, but you know, you, you know, 
we knew at the time that if, if, it, if it got the chance to fruition, what a great idea it would be. And look what it did. Yes. Look what it did. Yes. It more, it, it, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Chadwick had a career going before that, but it really uh, uh, launched, but it, it also, it also um, took the uh, Marvel Universe into another atmosphere, you know. It just, and, you know, it just shows you when you give a brother a shot, it can go. Well, you know, that's in so many things. I mean, and, you know, just this morning, you know, they're, they're touting the brother who saved the Capitol, you know, who, who, who saved the, the politicians. Uh, you know, hey, we have invented so many things that people take for granted. You know, the, just give us a shot. Just give us a chance, and we'll make uh, we'll help make the world better for you. The thing is, you know, it, you know, you 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 just talked about announcing the Negro College Fund. I remember it was Ossie Davis. You know, um, we're not looking for a handout. Just give me a hand. Right. <laughs> the playing field. That's all. You know, don't, don't, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to give me nothing extra. Just give me the same opportunity. That's all. And 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 see what happens. You know, just and, you know, and, and, you know, recognize, recognize, uh, acknowledge my humanity, excuse me. And, you know, once that happens, you know, we all get enriched by that. It, it, it serves us all. We are all empowered by that. You know, um, and it's, it's, it's taken, you know, you know, four centuries to 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 begin to to, to really understand that, mm, mm. it's it's really it's really something, but uh, you know, and, and if anything, if there's a positive element to this pandemic situation, you get to you know you get to see that you know I mean all this you know this systemic police brutality, you know, um, now uh, white people can see that it's like. We're not making this up. Right. <laughs> We're not exaggerating tape. These, are, these things are real, and they have been real. I mean, you know, when, you know, you know, you know going back to, uh, going back to, I mean, I, I just, uh, I had a wonderful conversation uh, about um, Birth of a Nation. Hmm. And, and, and going back to the, going back to those times mm-hmm. when, uh, when when policing policing slaves, you know that you know that's that's where all you know that brutality started. Yeah, oh, that's how the police the, the police came into existence because they needed someone to police the slaves. Right. And uh, you know it's you know what a. It's just something that's been perpetuated and and ex- and and then exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. They're going. They're going to be bad people on both sides. On in, you know, they're they're bad human beings. So you know, we can't um, we can't you know take away the police, but we do want to monitor them. What you know, what we want to do, what we want to do is hold them accountable. Accountability. That's, that's, that's it. That's the. Uh, that's the thing. That's the thing. Well, you know.
Well, you know, today is a very special day, not just because you're on uh, What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, but uh, today is Martin Luther King's birthday. Yes. And uh, so let's give him a, a shout out, Martin, because uh, he did. Uh, Martin Luther King, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, and uh, like and I said, I want to, you know, I want to take my hat off to Nate Parker, you know, for, you know, for being so uh, diligent and 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 uh, for his insight. Now, who is Nate Parker for our listeners? Nate Parker, he um, he's the direct writer director of American Skin, which uh, which is coming out or just came mm-hmm. out, and uh, Birth of a Nation. Oh, right, American Skin. You know, very talented young brother, very very talented, prolific brother, uh, and I love this. I love the scope of his stories and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and what he what he's done in American Skin is just you know I mean you know you know he just everybody should see it everybody should everybody should see it because you know just you know to get a to get a, a, a personal interior view of what what it what it feels like when your son is taken away from you and just to want to hold somebody accountable. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't want to give away the public, but to, but to but to to go to whatever to, to go to the you know whatever lengths we have to just to hold uh, hold the police accountable. If if they had if we really had that, that would go a long way to uh, a lot of healing. Sure, sure, sure. You know, uh, we've got less than uh, two minutes now, and I just want to remind you since we're both voiceover artists, that I'm really, really honored to be able to say that there was a day, I don't know if you remember, we were both uh, in a session for United Negro College Fund, and, uh, and I, I came into the studio and gave you a line read. Do you, do you remember that? I, I, I remember the incident. I don't remember the line, but I do remember, I remember, I remember, that, I remember that meeting going, Hey, thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was honored to do it because, you know, I mean, you you don't need me to give you a, a line read, but a, but but for for whatever reason the producer said, uh, G Keith, he, he's not quite getting that line right. Would you go in and give him a line read? And so I did, and uh, I was honored to be able to do so. Well, you know, listen, if you're going if you're going to if you're going to take it, take it from the best. <laughs> Uh, so that's so kind of you. So uh, now we're winding down with uh, about a minute uh, before we go to break. And, uh, you know, sometimes my uh, glasses get foggy and uh, what looks like a, a seven so might be a minute. So when you see me looking over like that, I'm trying to see exactly how much time we got left. But I, I, I also want to uh, uh, let people know that uh, you have also worked with uh, Kevin Hart and, uh, and, and Tiffany Haddish. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. What was that like on the set? Was it a funny set? Oh, it was great. I mean, I, you know, I played Kevin's father. Well, I can't play, you know, this is uh, 17 years ago because um, my daughter was first born. Mm-hmm. And we did a thing called... Um, 
Well, while you think of it, let, 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 me, let, let me hold you off right there. We've got 30 seconds, and I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, we're here with the wonderful actor, Mr. Keith David, and we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, his experience on the set with uh, Kevin Hart and uh, Tiffany Haddish, and much, much more. I'm G. Keith Alexander. Thank you for hanging out in the neighborhood. Okay. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem, America. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, Keith David was actually born in Harlem, so uh, just tell us one of the things that you really enjoy about Harlem since you're here in Harlem, America. Uh, I, you know, I just love the whole Harlem vibe, you know, um, especially, you know, back when I was growing up, there were so many wonderful, you know, it was, you know, it was the early 60s and there were so many uh, programs that was that was uh, meant to help people. And, uh, you know, there were lunch programs, there were educational programs. I went to Camp Minisink. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, Minisink up on... Uh, <laughs> Second Street. Yeah. By the uh, New York Mission Society. And uh, actually, I was, three, I was three generations Minisink because Gladys V. Thorne, we called her Thorny, mm-hmm. who um, was the head of, uh, of Minisink, Actually, before that, she she was a counselor for um, what was it called? The, the Campfire Girls, I think it was called. And my grandmother was one of Thorny's girls. And then my mother and my aunt went to Camp Menacing, mm-hmm. or we did. And my brother and I went to Camp Menacing. And you know, you know, early on when I was, you know, between you know, you know, nine, ten, eleven, um, I did lots of programs down there at Menacing. You know, they had Chuck Davis was down there. Uh, you mentioned your, your, you know, your child's mother was a dancer. Chuck Davis had those dancers down. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Oh my God! I mean, it was it was a fantastic time. <laughs> 
Well, Harlem is still fantastic and getting even better. Now, so let's get back to working with uh, Kevin and, and Tiffany. You were getting ready to tell us yes. a story? Uh, uh, no, no, no. The big house was the, you know, it was the, was the um, it was a sitcom that I did with Kevin like 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I didn't get a chance to meet Tiffany at that time because we had no scenes together. All that they had their scenes together. But gotcha. I, uh, one scene that we did have together, I was sitting in the audience of the auditorium at the final like graduation. You know, he goes to night school and graduates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I didn't get a chance to meet her, but she's you know very very nice lady, very funny. You know, um, is Kevin always on? Uh, no, not you know. I mean, it, you know, has he has he grown up since the, from the big house to to uh, uh, night school? Yeah, I mean. Um, again, given the opportunity, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, of course, and, and the other thing is, and he's also, he's also, he's, he's made young boy mistakes and he's made old man mistakes. Yeah, as, as we all have. As we, as we all do. I mean, part, yeah. of, part of the biggest difference is um, the average guy is not in the news when he makes their mistakes. Right, right. He, doesn't make headlines, right? You know, but he makes everyday man mistakes the way men do, um, and and uh, you know, I really and I pray that he has learned from them, and from you know, again, from the media reporting. I don't I don't talk to him every day, but every once in a while, you know, we speak, and and he's he's doing much better, doing well. Great, great, and great. You know, what I mean, you know, you know, you got, you know, you got to. Give a guy a shot. We we all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. given the uh, opportunity to come back from it. Now, you know, some people come back better than others. <laughs> well, it ain't my place to judge. Exactly. And speaking of uh, judging, and also you you said uh, prayer, <clears throat> praying. Uh, didn't you record the Bible once? I did a recording of the Bible. You know, uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, I did a um, an audio. It's, it, it's not like it's not the whole. But it, I recorded. I think it's called the story of the Bible. Ah, okay, okay, all right. Well, Bible proper, you know, like you know, right. You know. Well, now you you know, uh, or sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, certainly you know, but for a lot of folks who are listening, uh, they call people like us the voice of God, you know, because we, we do the voiceovers and we get behind the microphone and, and do announcing or whatever the case may be. And the producer might say, okay, it's time for the, the voice of God now. Well, <clears throat> I used to be, I, I, I used to not like that term because I didn't, I, I thought that they meant, you know, that I'm speaking for God, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, I, and, and, and that wasn't what I was doing. However, do you know who Alexander Scorby is? I do know who Alexander Scorby is. I know his voice. Yes. Alexander Scorby was an old-time radio guy that was booked to record the Bible. He recorded the whole Bible. And because he, rec- he was the first one to record the whole Bible, they started referring to him as the voice of God. <laughs> And because 
other people came behind, you know, to and use the microphone and so forth and so on. That's how we got the designation as VOG or Voice of God. Isn't that funny? So that's uh, for folks who don't know where that term comes from. It was Alexander Scorby. So, so now let's talk about some other things since, you know, your, your career performances, you know, you, you become part of our culture. So let's talk a little bit about your lifestyle. What passions do you have? Oh, I, I love uh, riding horses with my, you know, my two great buddies, Oba Babatunde. Oh, Oba, yeah. Oba's got a horse farm or something, right? Yes, indeed. And Glenn Thurman. Uh, yeah, well, I, I know both of them. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn has a, Glenn has an, an, uh, Camp Gideon. And, um, and Oba is a trainer. Oba trains horses. And, oh, really? Uh, he's, he's, oh, he's, 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 like, he's like the horse whisperer. <laughs> Oba is great. Um, I Oba can do Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, he he's incredible. He you would think you're watching Sammy, right? You know he, he's and uh, and Glenn. Uh, let's see what has he been in recently. Uh, I think I. Oh yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Glenn used, Glenn used to skate up at um, um, uh, Metropolis. When I used to skate at Metropolis, uh, Glenn used to go skating up there. Um, so, all right, well, make, make sure you tell both of them I, I said hello. In fact, uh, you know, maybe I'd like to get them on, on the show as well. Right. Uh, let's see. So some of the video games, last year or year before last, uh, 2019, I got a chance to do my first video game. Okay. And uh, they told me, and they, you know, they put the, the thing on my head, you know, and uh, the microphone on me and stuff. And, and I had to play this character. Uh, in fact, they told me it was one of the, it's one of the biggest selling video games, but they had me sign a, 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 a non-disclosure uh, a contract. So I can't even reveal what the video game is or the character that I played, but you have played many roles in video games. You have played, um, uh, how many video games ha have you done? The Arbiter and I've played Captain Anderson. Uh, I've done it in, uh, uh, in Mass Effect. Um, um, I can't even think, I think, I think of the other. What do you like about video games? It's um, they're like making like making many movies nowadays. You know, some the artwork is brilliant. Mm, yes, and um, what they're able to do, it's just it's just remarkable. But it's like you know, it's like acting, acting. Good acting is good acting wherever you're doing it from. So I, you know, I I really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, I wish I could do more. I, I hope I'll be able to do more. We all hope we could do more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, all right. So then uh, you've got um, anything coming up? Uh, I think I mentioned before you, you've got uh, uh, two films coming up this year or something. I, I know I have one coming out called Horizon Line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is uh, Black as Night. 
and I, I get to play my first Dracula. Really? You get to, wait, you get to play Dracula? Before William Marshall, I wanted to be the first black Dracula. <laughs> right. He was uh, Count Blackula. Yeah. Blackula. And that, oh my God, that was uh, that was so fabulous because you mm -hmm. talk about William Marshall was one of the great, great. Oh, yes. Uh, he was so so stately and so yes. elegant in his, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Count Blackula. Yeah. Uh, so, so those are coming out. Anything, anything else you got coming up? I am working on a show right now about the life of Joe Williams. Joe, what, what a great voice he had. Called Here's to Life and mm -hmm. out for it. We're, we're, uh, we're steady working on it. It's not, and it's, it's a, you know, it's a beautiful story. Really? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, for those who don't know who Joe Williams is, uh, Joe Williams was. Um, how would you? Well, I mean, he, you know, he 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 started rising to fame once he started. I mean, uh, once he got with the Count Basie band, which he stayed with for six years, mm -hmm. he rose to the top with this. You know, his uh, his his um, first big single was "All Right, Okay, You Win." Yes, sir. Right, I remember that. All right, okay. Every day I have the blues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, um, and then later on in life, of course, he, you know, he, um, so he very uh, famously sang "Here's to Life." Um, but you know, his uh, his dis his discography. Wow, I mean, he just sang so many beautiful, beautiful songs. He certainly did. And, uh, I mean, he, he played Cosby's grandfather. He, but he also, he also was in a uh, uh, Cannonball Adderley wrote a play like a jazz opera called Big Man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Robert Guillaume was in it. Oh yes, okay. Uh, and and Joe played uh, J John Henry. Anybody oh. looking for a big man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, did, I didn't know that. Wow, okay. Wonderful, Pete. Wow, that's great. Well, hey, uh, we're going to have to leave it here, Keith. This has been wonderful to get to, to know more about your uh, career and your life and uh, to be able to uh, have some laughs with you. It won't be the last time, I assure you. And uh, to be here with such a, a great talent, a great voice. I really appreciate it. Thank you so very, very much. And those of you who joined us. You, I'm, my brother, and always great hearing you. Well, and, thank you. Um, you know, yes, let's, uh, let's chop it up again. Fantastic. And th those of you who are here, thank you so very much. I wish you a healthier and happier new year. I wish you excellent health, massive wealth, passionate love, and uncontrollable happiness in the year 2021 and beyond. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. Right. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening. Oh.